When businesses and consumers go digital, the cyber crooks follow as well. So what are the new digital threats in the post-pandemic world and is it even possible to stay ahead of the hackers? I'm Sonara Mish from the MoneyMind team. My guest today, Jean Yu, founder and CEO of Black Panda, a cyber threat hunting company. Stephen Topless, Vice President of Fraud and Identity Strategy at LexisNexis Risk Solutions. And Fei Shang He, Adversary Intelligence Research Lead at the cybersecurity firm Group IB. Jean, let's start with you. In your line of work, what are the most common threats to businesses that you come across? The most common attack we see is ransomware, which is the equivalent in a physical analogy as to kidnapping the company. Essentially, an attacker will come in and use malware to encrypt the entire network and then follow up usually with an anonymous message to pay a certain amount in Bitcoin or with a certain amount of time, etc., or you'll never see your data again. When the entire transaction works in the favor of the attacker, the victim will pay the amount in cryptocurrency and then they will provide the decryption keys to allow the client to unencrypt all the data and get back to business. So that's the most common attack that we see, and it's the fastest way for a cyber criminal to make money off of the victim. The second type of attack that we see quite a bit, uh, we call it business email compromise, which is where uh, attackers come in and uh, embed themselves in the email domain and take over some key accounts, uh, meaning they can see all the emails going back and forth as well as uh, transmit on their behalf. After waiting inside the systems uh, for a period of time, kind of like a sniper is what I kind of like to make an analogy there, they will find the opportune moment to remit a fake remittance or intercept uh, instructions to remit money in between and perhaps change the routing or where it goes. And in this case, we've seen uh, people lose millions of dollars with a, a very effective attack along these lines. You've mentioned that what starts out like a cyber attack may not always be one, and that's something companies have to watch out for as well. I'll give a case of a social media company that suffered a ransomware attack. The attackers came in and showed a video of all of the data that they were downloading, which was very sensitive uh, social media accounts, right, and particularly celebrities. And so they wanted to extort the company by way of releasing all of this data as well as sharing that they potentially may be able to encrypt uh, the network. It looked like a ransomware when it started, okay, because the uh, attackers came in with a ransom note and showed a video of themselves appearing like they were downloading all the sensitive data uh, that was typically of uh, sensitive accounts or celebrity social media accounts. The victim actually paid initially a portion of the ransom note in Bitcoin uh, before we arrived. Uh, when we showed up, we told them, don't pay anything. We need to see what we call proof of life first, that they actually do have the data that they claim that they have, right? Because um, other than the video, there was no proof. Uh, throughout this process, we could see as we went through the negotiation that actually the attackers were trying to scam the victim. So I wanted to bring up this case because um, you can see that even in some situations where there's a threat of a ransomware, it can be a scam in the aspect of the client to pay immediately which unfortunately in this case, the victim did pay initially. But once we came in, then we were able to solidify that it wasn't a cyber attack. So you can see in certain situations, even when it's not cyber attack, it may be necessary for a firm like us to come in and confirm or deny what the actual situation is before taking further action. Stephen, let's bring you in. How have threats evolved since the pandemic? There's more opportunity for the criminals. Before the digital economies, if I went and robbed a bank with a gun, there would be a risk that I would get hurt and get caught. Whereas if, if I'm online, there's this perception that it's safer and more difficult to get caught. More broadly as well is 
the pandemic accelerated the move into the digital economies. And as everyone was bringing their services online because we couldn't go physically and interact, the focus for organizations mainly was, how do I service my customers? And fraud prevention was kind of a secondary priority. So for cyber criminals, it's a massive opportunity now to just go and test where are the weaknesses there. Fraudsters, again, are looking at, well, what's the opportunity for me? And one key thing was QR code fraud and digital payment fraud. And we've got so used to scanning QR codes. And those scans can lead you to websites where you can be fished. That's a, a typical approach. Or it could be that you are going through a payment, but the QR code's been tampered with, and you end up paying to the wrong person. And Feishang, what are you seeing at Group IB? We do actually see some new changes. First of all, is a new business model, what we call a cloud of logs. So basically, it's a cluster of credentials that's stolen from corporate users via some malwares. And those credentials can be SSO, which stands for single sign-on. It's a piece of token which proved to the server the requester is already logged in and authenticated. So with that kind of uh, credentials, the attacker can buy it and immediately access to the corporate servers, not only including the SSO, but also all different kinds of credentials, including classic password and username combinations, or it can be uh, the browsing history or browser tokens as well. The difference is that previously, those data are sold uh, in very fragmented markets, but right now, it feels like a subscription service. It's like you go pay maybe monthly subscription for Netflix and you get a continuous content. These clouds of logs also follow the similar business model. You can just pay monthly subscription and continuously you will receive specific aspects of logs to your specific interest. Let's take stock of what we've been speaking about. Ransomware remains the most common cybersecurity threat to businesses in this region. But threats are quickly evolving. One pandemic-era opportunity that cybercriminals have seized upon is the use of QR code fraud. The cost of conducting an attack has also gone down for cybercriminals who are now able to purchase stolen data through middlemen at a relatively small cost. Well, it almost feels like it's a matter of when, not if. So what should you do if your business has been breached? I always like to make the physical analogy on instant response that if you came home and you saw that your television was stolen, right? What's the first thing that you would do right when you're at the doorway? For me, I know that I would look around for a bat-like instrument, okay? And carry it like a weapon and very quietly walk through the rest of my house to make sure that the bad guys are not still in my house to make sure that it's safe for myself and my family, okay? That's the first step. We call that incident response, okay? Clearing the room. The second thing that you would do in that situation is then after you know it's safe and the bad guys are gone, you're going to go through the rest of the house and look for what else was stolen or destroyed, right? You wouldn't just go and just look at the room that has a TV stolen, okay? So that's the second thing. We call that digital forensics. It's part of the arson investigation analogy. The third thing after that, you're going to try to find out where that secret entrance into your house is so that you can block it off so that those bad guys don't come back in your house uh, to steal something again, or worse, when you and your family are sleeping there and, and can take advantage. So those are the three things that we do when a cyber attack occurs in the digital versions, incident response and digital forensics, and get the company aware and back on their feet how to patch up the security. I'm wondering how businesses can better protect themselves. So first of all is the awareness. 
Very often, business owners are rushing to the digitalization without fully understanding what kind of exposure the business is going to face. So they are entirely unprepared. If I have to invest $100 in the whole cyber defense program, I'm probably going to invest maybe $20 to at least let people know what kind of common threats they can face. So after the awareness, then we can talk about what kind of risk the business would like to mitigate. Because risk is a probability. Yes, you can spend millions of dollars to build like a very strong defense, but in the most cases, a business have to address cybersecurity as other aspects of risk management. I do encourage the business to consider this challenge as a part of the overall risk management, like let's say financial risks, or even maybe physical risks like fire risks. You need to think about what's the worst case could happen to the business and what kind of damage you could suffer uh, and you could recover from that perspective. And then from the bottom line, you work all the way up to see what's the best cyber strategy. For example, you can buy uh, affordable or a reasonable package from uh, cyber vendors like us, or you can uh, think about other mitigation strategy. For example, I do encourage the data backup. That's the simplest countermeasure most business can do without costing too much. Also, for the business, try to consider the isolation of duties and trying to implement a sensible policy. When a lot of business uh, going digital, they would think that, okay, I'm the boss of the company. I should have all the access to everything. Well, in certain sense, it makes them the most valuable target for the threat actors. So instead, how about this? Let the finance people access the finance servers. Let the HR department only has the access to the HR documents. And as a business owner, uh, try to delegate the duty to specific person in charge instead of have something what we call God-ish access. That will be a, such a huge burden for any individual. And how do you expect threats to evolve in the months ahead? The big challenge really is that the fraud has become more sophisticated. It, it's there to stay. It's not going to go away. We've seen this shift to scams already, but scams are going to evolve. And we've seen that happening in other parts of the world. So specifically for, for Singapore, uh, as an example, we've relied a lot on fraud prevention rather than fraud detection in the past. We had strong multi-factor authentication and that prevented or dissuaded fraudsters from attacking us. But as we've seen the scams grow, then as, as more um, prevention layers get put in place, as the public get more aware, they will also start to identify which scams are happening and, and try to you know, avoid being caught in the scams. At the moment, what we see with, with much of the scams in Singapore is, I'll convince you to share maybe some of your details so I can still access your account and move the money out. But I think what's gonna happen is we're gonna see a move to the, to the types of authorized um, payment scams that we see in the UK and elsewhere, where I will actually then convince you to move your money out of your account rather than me having to do it for you. Um, it, it's a more sophisticated scam, but it vo avoids me having to actually try and access your account and set off you know, alarm bells at the bank. So I think that shift to these authorized scams is going to be the major trend we're going to see in the next 12 to 24 months here. To Singapore specific cases, there are quite interesting change in the business ecosystem. There are a lot of family office setting up in Singapore, and such business usually they are small in size, 
However, they control quite uh, valuable assets, including financial assets and digital assets. Such targets we predict would be very attractive targets for the cyber criminals in the year to come. Gene, what about you? Are you optimistic that the good guys can catch up anytime soon? With cyber attack currently, the offense is far outstripping the defense. And there is, of course, incredible amount of investment and the industry is growing very fast. So we're trying to catch up because the offense is ahead. But eventually, as with all things with security since the start of civilization, it will peter out to where the offense and defense eventually are playing the cat and mouse game. We're in the era right now where offense is taking the first moves in the last 10, 20 years and uh, is far ahead. But now the investment's coming in to try to catch up and protect the wider community. It's time to wrap up our discussion. While ransomware and business email compromises remain the predominant cybersecurity threats to businesses in this region, threats are constantly evolving. Cybercriminals' new business models include the use of QR code fraud. Crooks are also able to purchase stolen data at a relatively small cost. So that means it effectively costs them less to conduct attacks. Going forward, experts say one scam to be aware of is the authorised push payment scam. Now, this is when fraudsters manipulate victims to authorise a payment under false pretenses. If you suspect your business has been breached, start with incident response immediately. That requires ensuring the hackers no longer have access to your servers. Then, digital forensics. Find out what was tampered with or stolen. And lastly, find out where your security loopholes were and patch them up. That's five things you need to know about protecting your business from cybercrime. My thanks to my guests today, Gene Yu, founder and CEO of Black Panda, Stephen Topless, Vice President of Fraud and Identity Strategy at LexisNexis Risk Solutions, and Fei Shang He, Adversary Intelligence Research Lead at Group IP. Money Mind as every Saturday at 10.30pm on Mediacorp CNA. You can also catch us on cna.asia or on YouTube. <laughs>